Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out Swiss and European fintech scene, aiming to inspire entrepreneurs to launch their new ventures and connect them with incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. There are many potential entrepreneurs that are thinking about launching their new ventures, but many don't know where to start. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate Fintech ecosystem so you can get started more easily. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we are joined by Enterprise Board co-founders Ravina and Pranay. Welcome. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Sure. So I'm Ravina, and I'm one of the co-founders of the company, as you rightly said. I basically head our corporate development, and I'm more the people person on the sales side of things. And I'm the CEO of the company. I'm Pranay. I basically do anything and everything. So depending on what exactly uh, the company needs, right, from financials to uh, sometimes actually creating the bot, to sometimes going for sales meetings, pretty much everything. Ravina, so can you tell us a bit more about your background and the prior experience before you found, co-founded this company? Sure. So I come from a very strong entrepreneurial background. So basically, my dad runs his own business. My mom has something that he does, my sister, my brother-in-law. So running a business was pretty intuitive. In terms of what I did, the first company I founded was actually when I was 20. It was a fitness center. And let's just say there was a lot that I learned from that. The biggest um, <laughs> learning being that I'm not a doctor and I can't really, you know, deal with PCOD and thyroid and those kind of things. Anyway, so after that, we founded another startup together. And that was actually the same co-founders as the team today. It was called Mike Messenger and it was also in natural language processing and AI. So it was again me, Sandeep and Pranay working as um, co-founders. And that was a really, really cool experience. And a lot of what we do today is learnings from that, both from a technology and team perspective. And Pranay, of course, you know, I just heard you co-founded this other business, but uh, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, so for me, like, you know, entrepreneurship is really important. Like, I think the most important thing that I knew when I was 16 was I had to basically work for myself. Uh, whether it's, you know, doing a small little software or doing something large, it just had to be for me. And when I was 16, I made the first like real estate software where I outsourced the work, but really, you know, the concept, what exactly was required. So my father's in real estate. So I took a lot of learnings from what I saw in his business and then basically created a platform where you could, you know, source deal. Then when we went to the US, we basically did something similar for textbooks, like US textbooks, like per semester. It's crazy. You pay over a thousand dollars every year, every semester that ideally you could get for $200 or even lesser. So we actually created an aggregator, which would look at Amazon, Chegg, multiple other websites and show you for your semester what exactly the cheapest book. So you literally just put your student ID and we did this just for our university and it was able to bring out, okay, these are the books, this is going to be your total cost. You save like 80% on your say, uh, book. This was our last semester, so it was just something we tried and we saw that there's a lot of work in terms of logistics. It's not just about doing the sale, but then it's also about the customer support, etc. And, and did the university bookstore find out about this? Uh, and uh, let's, you out as well? So we did speak with the university because we wanted to utilize them to publicize it. They were like, we have a contract with the university bookstore. So this is not going to work as nicely as we would have expected. But it was a very good experience, you know, uh, understanding, uh, you know, how the connections are there, what kind of existing contracts, what roles they play in your ability to do sales and market uh, because then you couldn't even put flyers that were you know publicly available like yeah. approved by the university 
but it was a very good experience. It taught us a lot. And, you know, we've kind of always tried something new. You know, we have an idea. We just quickly put something together in two to three months, see how it works, understand, you know, how the market is. And I think that's kind of been our journey, you know, learn from every experience and then see what you can make out of it. So what is Enterprise Bot? Are you uh, a problem solver or are you a delight startup? Uh, which category do you fall into? I guess I know which one, but <laughs> We definitely believe that we're a problem solver. That's really like what we wanted to do right from the start. So what is the problem that you're trying to solve? One of the things that we saw very quickly, you know, we started on a journey much, much further back where we saw that people were doing a lot of repetitive things every day. And when we basically saw on the customer service side in large enterprises, we saw that they're spending like 12 francs every time you pick up the call and call up like support of a company, they actually spend uh, 12 francs on you. And that just seemed ridiculous for, you know, the most basic queries, the most repetitive queries. And that's where we felt that using AI, using natural language processing, we could actually automate and give the customers a better experience as well. And the fact is that even with this 12 francs spent, you as an end customer are not even getting the optimal service. Usually you hear an IVR tone that says press one, two, three, five, God knows what else. Maybe if you're unlucky like me, you don't even have an English option sometimes. And these are real problems for customers. So that's what we aim to solve, to have something 24-7 across channels. So we talked about 12 francs a call is the cost of the service in Switzerland, but what is the market size of this opportunity for you? The market size for chatbots worldwide is around 5 billion. But if you actually look at customer support as a segment, it's over a trillion dollars. Because just think about it, every company needs customer support. And that's the reason why it's such a big problem and such an important problem to solve. Okay. But what is your unique advantage? If people look at this or they hear about this and they hear another bot, why another bot and why yours is better than everybody else's? So if I were to answer that question in two words, it would be it works. That's really the biggest difference. Uh, the fact is that people underestimate how uh, difficult it is to make an enterprise-ready chatbot. And we are really a company that focuses on natural language processing, which means that our core focus is to understand in different languages. So we already do English, German, French, Italian, Dutch, several languages to understand how humans are asking this question and then to be able to provide the right response based on this. And that's the basic part where most existing chatbots fail. Because usually when you type in a request in complete natural language without having multiple clicks, which is the same as an IVR, um, chatbots often respond with, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. Can you rephrase that? Can you rephrase that again? And that's what we really saw. So who are your target customers? I, I guess that you are a B2B business. And I also understand that you graduated from F10 program a couple of years ago. That's correct. So where are you in terms of customers and who are you targeting going forward? So as you rightly mentioned, we're really focused on the enterprise side. We have Generali, PwC, Suica, major rail companies in the UK, Switzerland, Netherlands. Really, our focus has been large enterprise. And we're really trying to make sure that these enterprises that require, you know, really a lot of customization, a lot of security, a lot of ability to scale, that's where we become pretty strong. All right. And uh, how have you started with your venture? Of course, you know, now we can talk about your customers, etc. But if you tell us a little bit about the humble beginnings. Sure. So the yeah. humble beginnings, as you rightly pointed out, uh, were when we got invited to a hackathon actually back in Mumbai. 
Firebank and that's where the challenge was to kind of build a chatbot and this was back in 2016. Following that, we applied to Startup Bootcamp in London and we joined the Startup Bootcamp program fall of 2016 and that's really where everything started because we came in with a basic idea, kind of nothing else and uh, we built a product from that and the F10 is really the reason why we're here in Switzerland and why we're successful today. Okay, and your two co-founders, uh, do you have a large team now or how does that work? Yeah, so we're three co-founders. Uh, so it's uh, me, Ravina, and Sandeep. And uh, the way we've structured it is Sandeep really takes care of the technical part. So he's really the brains behind all the natural language processing, AI, and everything we deliver today. It's a lot about what he's done. Uh, Ravina, of course, is head of sales. Uh, all the sales that happen are pretty much, I would say, 90% her contribution, 10% maybe I might have helped a little bit. And uh, I take care of, as I mentioned, the fundraising and uh, scaling product. That's really my focus. And we are today more than 20 full-time people. So the team is split up quite globally. We have um, technical operations in Bangalore in India. And we have all of the sales operations and the data day-to-day running from Switzerland. Uh, but we also do have a small presence in Portugal and in the Netherlands. And where are you in terms of development, if you can share some metrics, whether that's revenues or fundraising rounds or things like this as well? So I can't go into uh, like the final numbers of our revenue, but it's over a million dollars, just to give you some perspective. In terms of fundraising, we've actually been very lucky. We're profitable. So we will actually make over a half a million dollars in terms of profit this year. We actually have just been able to explain to customers why our solution is important, and they've been actually been willing to pay for our service. I know it sounds weird for a startup to actually be making a profit, but we are one of the lucky ones that are able to do so. And in terms of geographic reach, you said, of course, you're based in Switzerland, but where are your key customers based? Sure. So Switzerland was a very strategic move for us because we knew that once you kind of master natural language processing in German, even some Swiss German, in Italian, in French, and in English, um, it really opens up markets for us. So the next natural markets for us would be Germany, Austria, France. Uh, We already have customers mainly in Switzerland, but also in the UK and in the Netherlands and in Portugal. Okay. And what are your next steps for this year and the years after? One of the things that um, we're planning also from a geographic perspective, since you mentioned it, um, is really exploring the Asian market. So we were able to sign on a bank um, in Malaysia at the moment. And now strategically, we're trying to see if this would be the right market for us. Um, We're also doing some things in Singapore, for example. And the idea is really to be a market leader, not only in Switzerland, but also in these other regions where we already have natural language processing capability, which includes the European countries we talked about and some of Asia. But how did your first sale really go? Like, how did you persuade them to use it? Because... If you know working, if you work in a big company, often people say, "I want to use an established vendor. I need to go to vendor approval process. They are not stable. They may not be here tomorrow. Why would I use them?" Right. So, how did you crack that? Well, our first client was a very interesting story. Actually, we were in conversation. So, through Startup Bootcamp, uh, we were able to connect with a Dutch company that was very interested in our solution. They wanted to see how exactly it would work, and it was something that they saw was not available in the market especially with Dutch natural language processing, there was just nothing available. And at that point, we had no Dutch natural language processing. But we basically committed to them that within three weeks of signing the contract, we would make sure that we are live with it. Neither of us speak Dutch, but we are pretty confident in terms of our ability to make things happen. 
And we were lucky enough to get the right people to actually make that happen. And then even for the closing meeting, which we had to fly for, our passports had actually gone for a visa approval because we had to fly to Singapore for a client. So we had to actually fly into that meeting without our passports from Switzerland. And it, it was, you can say, one of the most interesting meetings we've done through the entire startup life. So we weren't sure if we were going to make the contract. We weren't sure if we basically were going to be in prison because we don't have a passport. It was crazy. Okay, but uh, I guess I'm not going to ask you how you went through all the checkpoints, but fine. Um, all right, you know, control weakness somewhere on the route, but uh, fair enough. Okay, so... We have to get the contract. Yeah, all right, amazing. Where can interested parties reach you and what kind of people would you like to hear from more? Sure. So whether you're a business, whether you would like to just know about AI, natural language processing, what we do in general, we're always happy to kind of catch up even over a coffee. We can most easily be reached, I would say, either through the contact form on our website, which is enterprisebot.ai, or on LinkedIn, or even by email. So our email addresses are ravina at enterprisebot.ai, so R-A-V-I-N-A. And then similarly for Prane, it's P-R-A-N-A-Y at enterprisebot.ai. Great. So thank you very much. Good luck to EnterpriseBot and Ravina and Prane. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure.